Let's just go for it, I think. Yeah, I think we should just go for it. Okay, great. All right. Okay. Hi, welcome. This is the first episode of Let's Be Realistic, the podcast. I'm Nicole. My name is Patrick. Hello. Thanks for checking us out. Yeah. This is our very first podcast ever. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Well, okay, that's a lie. We've done many a test episodes, and it's harder than I thought it would be, actually. It is. Uh, So props to the successful podcasters out there. You guys definitely put in the work. Yeah, and even just editing after we muck everything up is hard. And then thinking like, oh, we'll be funny, and then not at all funny. Oh, and we sound. (laughs) The only thing funny is the way we sound. Yeah, but that's what they tell you to expect, right? Like when you hear your own voice played back, it just freaks you out and you hate it automatically. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too. Then you go back through and listen to it and edit it, and it's just your own annoying voice over and over again. You're like, wow, why are we even doing this? This is terrible. Yeah, I find myself wondering if people that like I work with or or people at church or people anywhere really that I interact with are think like that think that my voice is just so no, ridiculous. No, it's not. Your voice isn't ridiculous. It only sounds ridiculous to you. Perhaps. Truly, I promise. I would tell you. Do you want to tell them who we are? What do you mean? Like why we're doing this and what's going on? Yeah, let's tell Sure. Well, okay. First, I think we wanted to do a podcast because we talk to each other about a lot of real life things. We're big on communication, but it's topics that we think could help and or apply to most people, definitely most people our age, Um, and we listen to a lot of podcasts ourselves, and so we were inspired by storytelling podcasts and podcasts that talk about mental health and obviously true crime, but like the world doesn't need another true crime podcast. Um, my, My start was with my favorite murder, as much as I don't want to give them credit for that because they don't need that. Um, it, it was, that's how I fell in love with podcasts. And now the Honeydew by Ryan Sickler is probably my favorite. It's a great podcast. If you haven't listened, uh, check out the Honeydew with Ryan Sickler. Um, or if he's in one of your cities, he's really funny, very down to earth. Um, uh, just pretty much an all around great guy. Um, I started with <laughs> like history, history, history of world war two <laughs> podcast. By that Ray, sounds like a snooze fest. By Ray Harris. And um, <laughs> if you want one of the most comprehensive stories, the comprehensive views of World War II, check out History of World War II by Ray Harris. No, I can't do it. I also like the History of the Great War podcast, which What's is that? really good. It's a podcast about the history of World War One. Also very comprehensive. Sure. Really good. Um, I expect nothing less. I like the Minimalist podcast and the Dave Ramsey podcast. Yeah. And honestly, I support Dave Ramsey wholly, but I can't listen to him talk. It makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, you can see that most of my podcasts that I listen to are very pragmatic. Very pragmatic. And I go for more um, comedian-based podcasts. I also like the true crime ones. But... There are only so many famous true crime stories that you can really talk about. And you're not really passionate about that. So if we were going to tag team a podcast, it couldn't be about that. Very true. Um, Oh, and I feel like I should shout out the film crawl because I did a guest appearance on 
a friend's podcast. Sam and Nicole host the Film Crawl. It's a great podcast reviewing movies. And I did a guest appearance on that. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And like, granted, I didn't do any of the editing or prep or anything. That's all Sam. So now I'm understanding how difficult it actually is. But just the talking part was fun. So I think that's how we got here. It was definitely the catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. So shout out to them. They're doing an amazing job. And just a quick little recap on some of the things that we're going to be doing. Um, we're going to just have a, we're going to be discussing topics through a realistic lens. Um, some fun things, some real life things. Uh, some things that might trigger you. Some things that might Actually, trigger you. some things that we hope will trigger you, but not in like an offensive way. Just like, hey, this is stuff that's happening in real life and we need to think about it rationally. And hopefully we can present topics in that light. Dispel the myths. Yeah. Remove the insta-glamorous filters. Yeah, I think that's the goal for what we're doing here. So that said, we thought our first episode should be about relationships because we're married to each other. Bum, 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 relationships. And uh, most people have been in or are currently in a relationship or want to be. I think most of life revolves around trying to find someone that you want to hang out with forever. So we thought it's widely applicable and we have a little experience there, at least. So, yeah. Yeah, um, relationships. I think, at least for me, I really enjoy the podcasts that incorporate storytelling. I think that's a more interesting way to talk about things. And so, I thought that you and I could talk about, some, not super in-depth our past relationships, but some of the things that maybe we were scarred from and then brought into this relationship Ooh. with each other. Also known as baggage. Yeah, and then how we had to learn to overcome that. And realize that not everyone is the same as your ex, right? Very true. And for those who don't know us, um, basically everybody who doesn't know us, we have a good relationship. Yeah, we do. Nicole I and I. I like you a lot. I like you more. Oops. You don't know that. You don't know that. Um, but we've had to work very hard at that. It's not something that came easily. And it's something that we continue to work on every day. But if And if you work hard at that... We've found that we like each other more. Oh, yeah. We've been absolutely. married for five years, and we like each other more. So that's that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I think one of the first things for me... Okay, so let me back up a little bit. I didn't really have any serious relationships until really college. I'd say I had one boyfriend in high school that didn't last very long because of me. He, he's a great guy, I still talk to him sometimes. But you go to high school and you see everyone else dating people. And you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have a boyfriend? And so then the first relationship, first serious relationship I got into after that was in college. And you think like, oh, this is it. This is what it's supposed to be like, right? Like you fall in love, you have first serious relationship that lasts a long time you do everything together and you're like oh this is what it's like that's awesome but then you know the longer you're with someone you see their true colors and you start to have issues but that's the only relationship I ever had so that started happening and that was the only frame I had to view relationships so then when you and I started dating all I knew was that previous experience and so there were a lot of things I had to realize weren't going to be the same with you because you're a completely different person. Well, why don't you just tell the listeners what your 
your first issue? What the, your first piece of baggage? Luggage. Your, free, your first luggage. What, was, what luggage did you bring? What suitcase. Did you bring a suitcase? Oh, several. Yes. Packed heavily. Packed heavily. Um, I remember one specific time. Okay, now I have to back up again. So in with my ex, there were a lot of times where it was clear that no matter what I needed or like if I needed help, anything like that, it wasn't the priority for him. So... I kind of just learned to do stuff myself and not ask for help because when I did, it didn't matter. Like I wasn't gonna get help anyway. So I remember in in that relationship, I was gonna throw a bridal shower for my best friend, Ashley. Shout out Ashley if you're listening. Hi Ash. Um, And I had asked my boyfriend at the time if he would help with the setup because I'm throwing it basically by myself, right? Like that's a lot of prep, it's a lot of cooking and baking and decorating and and it should be right and he was like oh yeah for sure i'll help you and then when the time came he didn't help at all he was playing video games and i was like hey but can you help and he was like "Uh." and that was basically the standard so then i know that i had to try really hard and would always kind of apologize when i would ask you for help like be like hey i'm so sorry but can you help me do this and you'd be like yeah like that's not a big deal i don't understand why you're apologizing a little caveat, guys, if you can, if you can find a girl that has been through this similar issue, it's the way to go because <laughs> I'm telling you, Nicole, like we, we redid our kitchen and Nicole put the entire backsplash up by herself, man. I didn't do <laughs> anything. Oh my gosh. That's not why. Yeah. I'm going to like start teaching her how to swing a hammer. I'm for it. I'm all yeah. for it. But... I had to learn that it's okay to ask for help and that it's all right to expect that you're going to help me because we're a team. And as long as I'm not doing something ridiculous, like there's no reason you shouldn't want to help me and I can hold you accountable to that. And that's okay. Like you can expect your partner to actually help you do things. You're not a burden just because you need help. Yeah. And I didn't understand why it was such an issue because I was brought up to help uh, help build things, help fix yeah. things, uh, just to participate. And I think that it's it's really important in a relationship to help your significant other. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not any. It's I'm not speaking out of turn by saying that guys aren't really into bridal showers. It's not our thing. Sure. Most guys. Totally don't, fair. Don't and I wasn't help. asking him to stay for it. Right. But if you say you're going to help, you should help. Yes. Precisely. Um, and that, what you said about being raised to help is definitely part of it because I know that that wasn't in his background, but then just say, you're not going to help me. Don't tell me you're going to help. And then I think I'm going to be good to go on the day of, and then not at all, not at all help. Um, what about you? What's something that you brought in to the relationship? I brought insecurity and jealousy. Why? Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> what gives you the right? So I had former girlfriends that just weren't good. and In what way? They weren't committed. And I could tell, even though I told myself that that probably, or tried to convince myself otherwise, I could tell that they weren't committed for the long haul. And guys, it's okay if you wanna if you want to be in a relationship. That's that's fine. That's healthy. 
uh, what's not healthy is trying to convince yourself that your partner wants to be in a relationship when you know deep down they don't. Uh, because what that causes is insecurity and jealousy. You know that, I, and I knew when they wanted to party with other people. Yeah, without you, not just exclusively right, with you. Right, right. Um, that, that something was wrong. Yeah. And that, that wasn't always the case. I, I dated girls where I'm sure I caused insecurity and jealousy in them, but um, the ones that I was interested in Definitely did it to me until I found Isn't you. That the truth. So then, how how did that translate into our relationship? Like, what did I do anything that made you feel that same way, or did you just have to like relearn that that's not always the case? I had to relearn that that wasn't the case. I had to take a step back and assess the situation and know that that wasn't what was happening. Yeah. Um, that you weren't trying to get out of this relationship, that I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't need to protect myself for the inevitable you leaving. Yeah. Well, and I didn't party, so that probably helped. That definitely helped. Yeah. Definitely helped. Well, and that leads into another thing that I have seen a lot of recently, which isn't our situation, but I know that there are lots of cases where People are dating and one person is super invested and one person is not super invested, but they don't say anything. You you have got to be upfront about that kind of stuff. Like for you, in your situation, if, if someone would have said, hey, like it seems like you're way more into this than I am and I don't want to drag you along, how much would you have appreciated that? Like, hey, great, like that sucks. It's a horrible feeling. But now I don't have to waste however many months of my life thinking that this is going somewhere when you know full well that it's not. Like, that is so mean to let someone believe a relationship has a future when you know it doesn't. Don't do that. And don't kid yourself. You know when somebody is not interested. And you're only doing yourself a disservice by convincing yourself that they are interested, hoping that they change. Well, and I would encourage those people to ask the hard questions. Even if you don't really want to know the answer, you deserve... The respect of the truth, you know, like say, hey, seems like maybe you're not into this. Is that the case? Give them the opportunity to tell you the truth. Make them be upfront about it. And then you know what? You can move on. Yes. Well, which brings me to my next issue, even though I'm jumping ahead of you. No, it's fine. My next issue is a commitment level. Yeah. I struggled with that because of insecurity and jealousy, uh, thinking that you weren't committed. Um, Yeah. But for no, for no better reason than you were moving, um, you were going to go away for college um, for your last semester, mm-hmm. and thinking that you wouldn't want to stay together through that time. Well, and that that wasn't the case. However, our timing was weird. Like I had just broken up with the bo- that boyfriend that I was with for a while, and I was going to go to Flagstaff and finish my degree in Flagstaff and I was gonna do whatever I wanted and date people and then you came along and then you messed up all of the plans and then I had to reorganize everything but it wasn't ever like oh I want to break up as soon as I move it was just like oh I need to rearrange my plans and I think I remember back when we had this conversation I know I know where we were I can picture it in that the room next to my room upstairs the the room next yes and I got off a late shift at work. I was having a rough day. And then 
we had a conversation about staying together while you were at Flagstaff. And it's it freaked me out because I never thought for a second that I wanted to break up. But you were you were surprised that I didn't want to break up, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that sounds right. But it wasn't like I was surprised and disappointed because I wanted to break up. It was just like, oh, like you're more committed to this than I think I anticipated. Right, which was a, looking back was great timing because I literally got fired from my job the next day and had to rely on you for so much, and it was just the worst time. Um, but thank God we talked about it, right? Thank like God you we have talked to about communicate commitment. about stuff like that. Yeah, you you just gotta you really do. You have to you have to ask the hard questions uh, because. Yeah, that, imagine how hor- like hard of a question that was. Like, hey, are we going to break up when you move in a couple of months? Right. Like, that's an awkward conversation. Well, and, and what's worse? You break up with somebody because you ask the hard question because you're a principled person and you ask the hard question. Hey, are you committed? Are you as committed as I am to this relationship? And if the answer is no and you break up, yeah, that sucks. But you know what's going to suck a lot more? When they leave or cheat on you or do something terrible. Or when you've wasted five years of your life when they knew from the beginning it wasn't going anywhere. Right. Or when you rationalize making bad decisions like having a kid or getting married when you know that this person is not as invested in the relationship as you are. And that is very dangerous. Don't do that. Please, listeners. Have awkward conversations. It's so much more worth it. So much more worth it. Man. Um, The other thing that I know I brought into our relationship was just like feeling like someone was going to lose interest, I think. And I don't, not that my ex ever lost interest in me, but it was always very clear that like he was going to do whatever he wanted. And then, you know, I would be there after kind of thing. Like I wasn't the priority. So I remember when you and I first started dating, we talked all the time texted all the time, talked on the phone. I don't think I've ever talked on the phone to anyone more than you, probably. Besides Likewise. maybe Kylie when we were in like kindergarten okay. and grade school. Um, because my parents thought that we paid extra minutes on my cell phone. Do you remember them making I, you call the house phone? I do, I do. <laughs> in your 20s? I was, yeah, I was in my 20s, oh, but it was like being amazing. in high school. Oh, so good. Did they ever answer? Did you ever call and then one of my parents answered? Please I don't tell me. Yes. No, I don't think so because uh, we, we we would start on the cell phone and then have to switch on because the, the Susan mobile phone. That we were wasting yes. minutes. Yeah, we would start when in reality we weren't at all, and yeah. that was unnecessary. It was unlimited. Oh, what a throwback! Because it was you know in the twenty teens. Yeah, because so. it was what two thousand thirteen, and that wasn't a thing anymore. Yeah, bless her heart, Susan. But anyway, um, so we would talk all the time, and we would hang out as much as possible. And our work schedules were different, so that was always. Um, a challenge. And I was still in school. I was doing school, uh, college from home. But I remember one night you were supposed to come over and you had said that you were going to come over and I was doing my homework, waiting for you to come over. And then you just stopped replying to all my text messages. So me being the person that's waiting for you to lose interest this whole time is like, oh, it finally happened. Like, this is it. He's, he's done. He's never going to text back. My sweet wife (laughs) thought that I ghosted her in week two of our relationship. That's That's real. And then um, I found out, I don't know if it was the next day or several hours later or what, that you fell asleep. Um, and I was like, whatever, okay. Like, kind of perturbed, but like, glad that you weren't ghosting me. 
And then my next shift at Jimmy John's, Hollow, that's where we met, was at Jimmy John's. We worked there together. Um, my next shift, I had to do inventory, which is like a very involved process of counting tomatoes and heads of lettuce and like making sure. Cups. Yeah. Counting every single cup Anything in Anything you can think of inside of a Jimmy John's, you got to count it. Yeah, That's counting inventory. the mayo packets. You it's, know how many freaking mayo packets there are? It's, it's like a lot. Well, and you close at 10-10, so you're doing inventory till like midnight. It's a thing. It's, it's a burden. And the next day after this, he fell asleep and didn't come over thing. He showed up during my shift and said, I'm sorry that I fell asleep. I am here to do inventory for you so you can leave at a normal time and I was like oh my gosh this isn't at all the same as my last relationship he's actually doing something that requires him to sacrifice his own time to show me that he's sorry and I was like wow this is way cooler and I think that's when I realized it wasn't going to be the same thing yeah I, I, I mean I want to help and I want that to make too. you happy yeah, it was another helping thing on top yeah. wow he's helping and he made me the priority double whammy yeah Husband of the Year Award goes to me. No, you really are a good husband. That's true. I try. You do. And hopefully I still surprise you. Okay. What else? What else for you? I had substance issues. Yeah, that's Coming true. into our relationship. Drugs and alcohol. Drugs, alcohol. Mainly drugs, I would say. Tobacco. Cigarettes. It's like a ad campaign. <laughs> it's like a success campaign now. Yeah. But no, you did have a lot of... A lot of substances yes. in your life. I didn't have a problem. I, I didn't have a problem s stopping or starting drinking. I had a problem drinking too much and doing crazy things and stupid, silly things like operating a motor vehicle. Yeah. No, that, that's not a good one. Not at all. And then I habitually smoked the marijuana mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and well no, no no not just habitually just like you were always high like the first what like year and a half that i knew you i probably didn't see you not high probably so that was a real thing yeah i had a philosophy that if you wanted to go to work high the best thing to do was to always be high right because that way they would never know something was weird right because if you were just always high they just have nothing high. to compare yeah. it to it was just and granted, as oh, bad as this is, you did great. You got your stuff done. I don't know how, but you did. I don't know how I did either, but apparently it wasn't that good of a job because <laughs> I got fired from a sandwich <laughs> shop. It was bad. Well, that's true. That is true. But substance abuse issues, that's something you brought in. But what do you mean by that? I mean, that didn't ever really turn into an issue for us, probably because we talked about it. We did. We, we kind of agreed that cigarettes had to go, which I was fine with because I didn't get a lot out of them and they cost a ton of money. Yes. That was the one thing I wanted you and to stop. And they're bad stop. for you. Like I, I was not crazy about alcohol. I basically hated it at that point in my life. And, but you never made that an issue for us. And the marijuana, I wanted you to stop, but I wasn't going to force you to do that. But the cigarettes... That's where I drew the line because yep. that was actually killing you in real time. So that was the one thing I was like, you got to stop that. So with the alcohol, like I had previously mentioned that it wasn't a huge issue starting and stopping drinking, but... 
You made poor decisions. I made poor decisions when I drank a lot. That's the whole thing. Everybody does. Yeah, but I think there are some people that are like that have like a dependency to alcohol. Oh sure, no, 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 no. It wasn't like that. Physically drink, and I never, I never had that problem. No. Um, And so I, I stopped drinking as much because I stopped going to bars trying to meet women. Yeah. I met one, and she was awesome. I wasn't uh, so, at a bar. So that, that helped a lot. And then with the marijuana, I did not feel comfortable. It just felt awkward when I was with you and I was high and you weren't or... No, I was never high. Yeah, so it just felt weird. And it also didn't feel the same because I didn't smoke cigarettes. So it just kind of... Faded away. Faded away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that wasn't really like back. Well, I mean, I guess it was baggage that you brought in, but it wasn't like something that harmed our relationship. You just kind of took care of it. Well, but and it, that goes back to the commitment level. Yeah. Like if you want to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't have like the propensity to have substance issues or doesn't have fun doing drugs or something like that, you got to be on the same you, Yeah, you've got to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, because. I think worse than dragging somebody through a relationship that you're not committed in is dragging through dragging someone through a relationship that not only one are you not committed in but two you have a substance problem mm-hmm. like that is just the worst recipe for disaster recipe for disaster and that is a hard conversation very awkward conversation that you need to have with yourself <laughs> yeah that's introspective true. that's true yeah you i don't know you never really made any of that an issue I think because you and I were friends for long enough before we started dating, and this is true for me too, that we both knew that if we dated, that was probably going to be it. Several years ago, we went to a New Year's Eve party. What? We went to a New Year's Eve party, and we won't, we won't name drop, but we went to a New Year's Eve party, and <laughs> uh, we were drinking a th- I was, I don't think I was drinking barely anything. Are you talking about? Yes, I I was drinking, I was drinking a fair amount and we were having a really good time. And I went out back to smoke a cigar that I bought and there was a couple less than reputable gentlemen out there also smoking a cigar of a, of that wacky tobacco. That means marijuana. Um, I'm just I telling think they the know listeners. That. And I was like, no, I got this. I got this. Yeah, I used to do this all the time. Like, no, I got this. Let me, yeah, hey, yeah. So, pass well, up, no, pass no, up, no, pass no, no, no. Way. Let me, you know what? I think I should tell this okay. story, honestly. She probably remembers it, remembers it, right? Yeah, I was sober. So, it's after midnight. The ball has dropped. I'm not drunk, so I'm ready to go, ready to get out of there because everyone that remains is drunk, and I'm not. And that's not a fun time. So, we're making our rounds, we're saying bye to people. And I'm ready to go. And the story of my life is that I'm ready to go and I'm like in the doorway. Meanwhile, Patrick is talking to 764 people saying bye and taking a very long time. So really, I should have told him we were leaving an hour and a half ago. But anyway, we're trying to leave. I'm trying to leave. And you're like, oh, I'm going to say bye to the people out back. And then you don't come back from that. You're just out back. And so I'm like, well, I guess I have to go out there after him. I had to take someone's jacket. Someone had to lend me their jacket so I could go retrieve you. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I walked outside, I smelled it. And I was like, oh, no, there's marijuana out here. I I found you. I went over to the group of of these gentlemen to which you referred. And you said, hey, can I 
can I take a hit of this? And what? I'm in front of everyone. What am I going to say? No, I'm going to be that wife in front of everyone. And so I was like, well, I mean, I guess like I don't really have a choice. Kind of pinned me in a corner here. So I said, yeah, go ahead. Bad and decisions. When yes. You too much. Yes. No. Poor decisions. Mm -hmm. So he takes a hit of this joint and almost immediately looks at me and says, we have to go now. And I'm like, yeah, I've been trying to leave for 30 minutes. I'm sure some people are aware of the term crossfaded. It is terrible. It's like, it is the worst thing. You know immediately that you've got to go. Like, this isn't a situation that's sustainable any longer. No. It's no longer fun. And it's time to leave. It's time to leave before you just get... In a bad situation? vomiting. Yeah. So much vomiting. Well, not really. Because then we were finally able to leave since now you wanted to leave. So we get in the car and what? We drive like two miles and you're like, pull over, pull over, pull over. And I'm thinking, oh Lord, like he's going to throw up. Here we go. So I pull over and he opens the door and just stares at the ground for bad. like a couple of minutes. Really and I'm like, okay, well, how long are we going to sit here? Because you're not throwing up. So then I start driving again. Couple miles down the road, pull over, pull over, pull over. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. Are you like, is this gonna happen this time? So I pull over, nothing happens. Stares at the ground for a couple of minutes. And so I'm like, okay, we're gonna keep driving. And if you're gonna throw up, you can throw up out the window. And then a couple miles, pull over, pull over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, fine. Pull over, nothing happens. He just stares at the ground. I'm like, you know what? We're not stopping anymore. If you're gonna throw up, you're gonna throw up, but we're gonna make it home because I can't do this. Not one of my finer moments. No. So we're just getting real deep into our lives, <laughs> into our so really, the successes moral, and failures. The moral of the story is that at the beginning of our relationship, that wasn't an issue. And then once we were married, it was on New well, Year's Eve. Well, and it wasn't a regular issue. And <laughs> no, New, Year's Eve, New Year's Eve pulled no. out all the stops. That was a one-off. Yeah, I thought it was going to be just a very casual, good time. and then. Well, it was until that happened. Yeah, and then the alcohol. Yeah, alcohol, alcohol makes you make bad decisions. Well, yeah, it makes you... Keep wanting to drink more alcohol, and then somebody and then pulls out a blunt, and you're like, "Drugs." You're like, "Yeah, no, it's cool. I haven't, I haven't done this for a couple of years, but I'm sure it's exactly the same." <laughs> I'm but sure my tolerance hasn't gone down at all. Fail. Yeah. Okay. What else? Were there any other issues? Any other baggage that you brought into our relationship and had to overcome? Anger. What do you mean? I think it's something that we're still overcoming. But you, I wouldn't say that you're an angry person. No, but I think that anger is something that a lot of people bring into a relationship. Not understanding how to deal with anger and uh, how to make it work in the scope of a relationship. Yeah. It's really tricky. Uh, if you want to be right, then stay single. But if you want to be happy, then you got to figure out how to deal with your anger. Yeah. No, that's very well said. Thank you. I think that recently we have learned that like a cool off period is a great idea. It's and essential. I, and that's like, that's normal advice that you get from people, right? Like take 10, walk away, take a walk, take a shower before you continue to have an argument that it's escalating. Wait 24 hours before you send that email. No, yeah, that, yeah, same thing. Save it in your drafts. Right. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. But um, yeah, I think that's something that has started to work really well for us is if we start to get heated, take a break, walk away. And then when you come back, you care like 20% about what you were talking about initially. Well, and we learned early on a cardinal rule of being married and <laughs> getting into arguments. 
Eat something. Yeah. When we were engaged and everything was super high stress and we started to get into an argument, the first question one of us would ask is, when was the last time you ate? And if it was longer than like a normal between meals period, we would say, okay, we're not going to talk about this subject right now. We're going to go get something to eat. And then once your blood sugar is higher, we can talk about it. That's a real thing, people. It is such a real thing. Mm -hmm. You do not have to be Sigmund Freud to understand (laughs) that eating food Makes, makes you, you happy. Makes you happy. You've seen those memes, right? Where it's like my girlfriend before food and she's like Scowling, daggers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then after she's like dancing. Yeah, eating an egg roll or something. Yeah. And it's, it, but it's real. so true. Just yeah. eat something. Um, and that doesn't always work, but. No, if it's a real issue, that's yeah. not going to work, but it's not going to hurt. Also, understanding the underlying issues. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I've, I've really, as of late, been trying to identify the underlying issues. If I've had a a day, like a bad day at work where I wasn't very productive or things just didn't go my way. Or people suck, man. Yeah, and I realize that we're fighting over... Something stupid. Yeah, something small like toilet seat or... If you hear background noises of blinds and panting, that's our dog Greta. So I'm sorry, we can't... We don't want to lock her up during this, but... Greta's a German Shepherd and she has a... Fantastic dog. Okay. Let me just tell you. Let's not get on an entire tangent, but I just wanted to explain the background noise. <laughs> so what I found that that works for me when I when I can identify that the underlying issue is 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 something internal, uh, working out helps a lot. It helps me, um, you know, just get the endorphins flowing, and it it makes me care a lot less about things, and that's exactly what you need when you're arguing with your significant other. Yes. You just need to not care because it's not, again, it's not about you being right. It's not about, hey, I asked you to leave the toilet seat up and you just constantly do it. Or it's like not about being right. It's about being happy and compromise. And And that has to fit into every area of your life. Yeah. Well, and leveling the playing field. Like if my blood sugar is low or I just feel like crap because I've just, Had a terrible day. Had a terrible day. I ate junk food. And I just feel like a fat lard. Like that's that the the cards are stacked against you. That's not the time to have a really heated, deep conversation about, about real something. issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely make the situation easier to handle. Eat something. If you take away yeah. anything from this podcast, it's eat something before you have an <laughs> argument with your spouse. Damn, like you or will... your significant other, yeah. not just for married people. Yeah, your parents. Your friends. <laughs> That's true. Like if you if you were just in a bad mood, you haven't eaten. You know what? Go make a sandwich. Seriously, go make a sandwich. <laughs> slap, slap some slap some good ass mayo on that sandwich. Oh my gosh! And then <laughs> try again. Yeah, and then try again. True. Okay. Um. Well, I last week put out a question on our Twitter and Instagram, which this is a good time to shout those out. Great time. Our Instagram is let's be realistic pod. And our Twitter is let's the letter B underscore realistic. So it's let's be realistic, but there's an underscore instead of the E in B because mm-hmm. the one I wanted was already taken. Ooh. I don't want to talk about it. But anyway, I put a question up about some of the worst issues that people have faced in relationships so that we could talk about them because maybe we've faced them or maybe we have some insight about it. So Nicole from the Film Crawl podcast that I talked about earlier put Please some go questions check them out. up. No, yeah, they're awesome. Definitely go check them out. But she put up some questions that I want to talk about. So the first question 
um, she asked was, what's the best way to get by different levels of profession? Like, what if I worked at McDonald's and my boyfriend was a hotshot CEO? She said that's purely an example because she doesn't work at McDonald's. It's not accurate. But my first thought was, it sort of depends on the level of commitment in the relationship. Like, if you're just dating someone, be honest about your profession on those first few dates, right? Like, don't be ashamed of anything. But I don't think that that's going to be necessarily a deal breaker right up front if it's just like a casual first few dates kind of thing. But I do think it's something that you need to talk about and communicate about frequently because there are going to be a lot of different issues that you face just because of that disparity. Like, hey, I am not going to be able to pay for myself at all of these super expensive restaurants that you can support on your CEO budget because I work at McDonald's. So can we talk about how we want to handle splitting bills or where we go, things like that. But I think just communicating about it and being upfront is enough. I don't think you have to be ashamed about anything, anything like that. Yeah. And I would say that if you like somebody, you're going to want to spend time with them mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what they do, what their right. profession is. If you like the person, right, you're going to want to hang out with them. Um, it's more about personality than their yeah, profession. And, and I think that that helps you want to become better and want to seek better opportunities. But um, if you're happy doing what you're doing, like, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it because the person that you want to be with or the person that wants to be with you rather is going to want to be with you regardless of what you're doing. But I will say that be careful of that question because it sounds like an opportunity to try to convince yourself that you're not worthy of this, that a, you're not worthy or B to stay with somebody that is closer to your or is not committed. Yeah, true. Um, also on the flip side, if I'm the CEO, what's more important to me is if this person who works at McDonald's or wherever is ambitious is, or is complacent, right? Like, are they thinking this is where they're going to be for the rest of their life and they're fine with that? Or are they working towards something? Or it, does this truly make them happy? And they're an amazing person and it doesn't matter anyway. I think the person is far more important than the profession. Yeah, and having, having the hard conversations. Yes. Are you planning on working at McDonald's for the rest of your life? Right. Is this your, is this your goal? Is this the end game? Right. And if, they, if the answer is yes... Then that's a different conversation. Then that's a different conversation. If you're not okay with that. Right. Yeah. Um, if you are, then it doesn't matter. Then well, that's a wrap. And but... you have to know for yourself what you want. You need to uh, have a good understanding of what you're looking for in a person as well. Because if that's a deal breaker for you, then you don't even have to waste your time in those situations. Right? But if it's more about ambition or dreams and goals and aspirations and maybe they're in school and maybe they're just trying to pay their way you know like think different situations like that make the make the circumstance totally different yeah and if you're saying to yourself well i really like this person but i don't like that they don't have any ambition i don't like that they're only um that they're just happy working at a lower level a job and i don't like their interests then it sounds like you don't like that person right right exactly yeah. That's just one more thing on the cons list at yes. that point. Yeah. Yes. Be, be real with yourself. It's okay if you like are, if you met this like really hot chick and you're like, oh my gosh, wow, she's great. Like we have a lot of fun together. And then you find out like that she works what as a, as a barista or something. Who cares? Who cares? 
if it, you take this relationship to the next level and that's something that bothers you, once you put that out there, if they're like, no, this is what I want to do, if that's not okay with you, then be honest right. and say, hey, guess what? I really like you and you know this has been really fun, but I want to be with somebody who has career aspirations. That's a deal breaker. Right. Be cognizant of deal breakers. And those are hard lines. Those are lines in the sand. Those are hills to die on. Like they will yeah. make and break your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so her next question was, I need to know how y'all dudes view dating and the rules behind texting for a slash first date rules. So this sounds like it's going to be you. Let's hear what you have to say. Okay, let's start with how do you feel about girls texting first? I am all for it. Yeah. Do it. Done. You know what? I texted Question. you first to start our romantic relationship. You did. Um, we were friends for a long time, but even if we weren't. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. What You said something to me a while ago that like, guys love that. Absolutely. Like nothing makes your ego bigger than a girl hollering at you. Yeah, because if I, if I want to hang out with you, I don't want you to wait three days. That's like, that is the longest three days ever. And that is just the least. But like, not even that, not even after a date or something like that, or getting a number, just like first in general. Like, yeah. Who cares when yeah. it is? Yeah. Not like, f listen, ladies. Text. Text first. But, but don't. I'm all for look, it. Look, look, you want to throw up some red flags, text this guy 15 minutes after he drops you off and just let him know that you can still smell him. Like, that is not what we're freak talking him out. You want to freak this man out? Oh my god! Do something crazy like that, but like that's not what we're talking about. But if the next day, you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna text him. Just do it. Do it. Do it because you know what? He's probably been staring at his phone all freaking morning. Like, and he's probably been thinking the same thing. When do I text her? When do I text her? And and if that's really a miss, if you text first and it doesn't go well, that's not the person for you anyway. Yep. It doesn't matter. Very true. Move on. Find the next one. Yeah. If you are comfortable texting within 24 hours and they are put off by that, then good thing you only have 24 hours in. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Yeah. I totally Bounce. agree with that. Find somebody else. What There's about, always more out there. What about a girl asking you on a date? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I'd agree with that. I am... I'm very traditional, but in that aspect, I'm very progressive. Like there's no, there's no reason that I have to, I have to like be the first one, be the first one. Yeah. There, right. there, there's no reason for that. Like guys still hold the door open, pull your chair out, like pull your, your dates chair out, um, and continue that well into the relationship basically until you die. But <laughs> There, there's nothing that says that a, a girl can't ask a guy out. No. Go for it. Yeah, no, I would. That's. I ask you out now. Yeah. That's like, different. Like, can we go on a date? It's been forever. No, yeah, no, that's true. And I'm like, we went to the grocery store the other day. What are you that's talking about? That's not a date. I, we had the free samples of the yogurt. No. Okay, le okay, let me give you a hypothetical situation. If we weren't married, doesn't even have to be me. But if you met someone, how long would you wait before you texted or asked someone out? If we met at like a bar mm -hmm. or sure. a sporting event. Okay, baseball game. Baseball game. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. We 
we bumped into each other whilst getting corn dogs. I was going to say a hot dog. And some of her ketchup got on my corn dog and some of my mustard got on her corn dog. Oh my god. Then... Look, man, put a ring on it right then and there. Just no. get down on one knee. Be serious. Um, I, honestly, 24 hours. Really? Yeah. To text? The next day. The text. next. I think the next day is appropriate. The next day, just too. to send, like... Um, hey, what's up? Yeah, hey. How's it going? Hey, I really enjoyed talking to you the other day, and I just wanted to see if you would want to grab a drink or grab dinner. I like no, it. I'm just, I'm asking you, you if right you now? want to do this. Yeah, like, no, I do. Yeah. I'd love to grab a drink or dinner. Can I take you to Chili's? <laughs> Only because we have a gift card. We have a gift Otherwise, card. Otherwise, I would 100% say no to that. As, as you would I would never, never ask, ask me no, to go to my... Chili's. You hate Chili's. Okay. I hate Chili's. Sorry, Chili's. Sorry, Chili's. Anyway, um, I think that covers that. I have one question that I was thinking about. Full disclosure, I know the question. Yeah, but I still want to talk about it. Absolutely. Okay. Can... A man and a woman be legitimate best friends, wait, without actual sexual tension from at least one side. No, <laughs> not at all. Because why? Because someone always likes the other person or would sleep with them given the opportunity. It's just a bad idea. It's a bad idea unless um, one of the person, it's a bad idea not accounting for sexuality. Like a gay guy can be best friends with a girl. Right. For sure. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Or or the other way around. Right. Um, but I just think that one, if your best friends if you're a guy and you're best friends with a female. Just date that person. Just date that person. Right, right. What else is missing there? Right. Because because this is the problem you run into. You're best friends with this person, and then you find a person that you do want to date, but they're not your best friend. So now you have Two aspects of a perfect relationship in two different people. So now your best friend is one person and your romantic interest is one person. When really, ideally, they would be the same person. And why? Because uh, like the only scenario that comes into my mind is that the person that you're friends with isn't as attractive as the person that you want to date. Right. But... But you don't if, have as much genuine interest and sincere love for the person you're dating. Like you just think they're hot? And what? on top of that... If you're going on those premises, 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 <laughs> sure, premini, premise. No. no, if you're going on that premise, yeah. then, then the ultimate goal is just sex, anyways. And I promise you, sex with your significant other, who's also your best friend, is going to be way better, way wilder. Oops. Like because it's going to be sustainable. You guys can get into some weird stuff after a while. But you should marry that person. You should marry Don't. that person. Just, just you should marry that person. Yes. If your best friend is the opposite sex, you need to marry that person. If truly your best friend is the opposite sex, you need to marry that person. Because sex doesn't last forever. Looks don't last forever. But like that kind of relationship, that has, connection, yeah. that really goes a long way. I agree with that. I think that's great. I think we're going to get some hate for that, and I'm ready for it. Yeah, hey, I we're going to have some people who are like, oh, I'm best friends with a guy, and... And it's actually platonic. I don't believe you, though. But ask yourself the question. So why are you with your boyfriend? Right. Or why are you with your significant other? And if we're being honest, is your boyfriend 100% okay with the fact that you're best friends with a man? Right. And are you kind of placating this person? Right. 
Also, look, there's exceptions to every rule. If you're the oh, for if sure. you're the exception to the rule, then good, good for you. Yeah, good on you. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna engage in an, an argument if you're like, no, it works, and here are all the reasons why it works. And yeah, my my best friend and my husband are, are also best friends. Are also best friends. I'm happy is, for you. Yeah, great. That doesn't happen Perfect. very often. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. And like I said, good on you. But um, I would say that as a general rule yeah this is a generality you cannot be friends you should not have friends with the opposite sex if you're in a committed relationship you i mean you can be like surface friends but it's not going to be someone that you hang out with one-on-one probably yes i'm not okay with my wife texting another man regularly like that's just not that it's bad practice and i feel like it's just not okay like it's going to it could potentially lead to other things and i'm not okay with that and vice versa, on the other side of that, on the flip side of that coin, I'm not going to text another woman regularly. Right. That is not my mom or my sister. And I don't text them regularly. Sorry, mom. I love you. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other questions? Um, not that are applicable in this episode. Yeah. Um, there will be others. So, on that note... um. Our episodes won't always be on the same topics. It won't, it won't always be about relationships. Um, we'd like to talk about issues that everybody faces, things that come up. Budgeting. On a day-to-day basis. Budgeting, for sure. Guys, we're going to get it. We're going to start. We're going to talk about sex. I'm going to throw on my, my Barry White voice. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. But we will. It'll, it'll get awkward and raw, but that's kind of what we want to do here. I'm going to share with you the secret, guys. For guys, the secret for guys no, to not. have okay. crazy wild sex. Tune in. Yes, not on this episode. Press the ear. Yeah, a different episode. Um, I would like to talk at least a little bit about politics. Not in a way that alienates people, but just a realistic way. An honest, truthful, these are the facts way. Um, I'd like to talk about dogs and kids and... All kinds of things. Just topics that everybody faces and we just want to keep it real. Truly. Absolutely. We're going to and we're gonna have some shorter episodes where we talk about uh, some perhaps like products that really work for us that we really truly believe in and some fun things too like travel and mm-hmm. you know just outdoorsy things. Dog training. Going to kill our segment on dog training. Don't you worry. Yeah. But um, yeah, every episode will be different. But we're going to try to stay super honest and real with you guys. That's you know what? Goal. One thing that we want to um, we want our listeners to know, feel free to go on our social media. Yeah. And if there's an awkward situation that you just can't bring yourself to go through, but you want somebody to do it for you um, to give you advice, <laughs> let us know, man. We, we love will, that stuff. We I will. live for that. Oh. I love awkward man. conversations because... I don't know what it is. Maybe something's wrong with my brain, but I will always volunteer to be the person to tell a complete stranger something weird. Like I, it doesn't phase me. I don't, I don't know why, but I'm all for helping you guys out in those weird situations. So message us, comment on our stuff. Um, We'll probably ask some questions based on this episode, but I'll go through our social media again. Our Instagram is let's be realistic pod. Twitter is let's be, the letter B, underscore realistic. And I forgot that I created an email for us. So if people want to send us emails, they can. It's the same as Instagram. So it's let's be realistic pod at gmail.com. Yeah, don't uh, send any hate mail because we'll just delete it. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, tell us. We want criticism for sure, but constructive be, criticism. be a little bit nice, please. Eat something before you give <laughs> yeah. us constructive criticism. Yes. Preferably also work out. Yeah, work out, eat something, and then you can tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of things we're doing wrong. This is our first time ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. But thank you for being here. Thanks for listening, um, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye.